Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 55. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Dulcie. The indie pop band are releasing their debut EP today, entitled Sake of Sound. In today's episode, we're talking with Saskia and Maddie from the band about their difficult to define sound, running their own label, and once again, we discuss Phoebe Bridges. Here we go. Our guests today are one half of indie pop band Dulcie. The Perth band are releasing their debut EP entitled Sake of Sound, and it features gorgeous songwriting and incredible harmonies. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Saskia and Maddie from Dulcie. Good afternoon. How are we? Good. Good. Hello. Thanks for having us. My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for your time today. How are we both? I'm pretty good, yeah. (laughs) Excited. (laughs) How are you going? I'm I'm very well, thank you. I'm also excited, but I'm excited for you guys. I've got nothing on my end to be excited about. Uh, Your EP is out today, which is very exciting. We're super keen, so happy that it's out. It's been a long time coming, so, yeah, very excited. I was going to ask because uh, the EP is out. It's called Sake of Sound, and although you guys have released singles since uh, the the, the inception of the band, um, this is the first, like, collection of songs. How long... Has this been in the works in terms of releasing an EP? We we started recording this like at the end of 2019 and very beginning of 2020. So this this record was supposed to come out in like about this time last year. But so we're almost like a, we kind of held off because of COVID and we're pretty much a year behind schedule of when we initially thought we were going to do this but it's kind of worked out well like we've yeah, had more time to well. sit with the songs and and decide what we like about them and and whatnot so it's it's worked out well and we're just it's got it's nice to kind of have it off our chests creatively and emotionally and be able to show everyone what we've been doing for the past 18 months yeah of course i can imagine that um especially if you had something that you, you wanted to put out to people and let people hear a year ago, sometimes it can be um, not, well, I guess inferior, I guess there was a range of emotions that you guys probably felt. Um, yeah. <laughs> was there much change? I know you said that it allowed you to kind of sit with them for a little bit and uh, see what happened. Was there much change between songs, like from the previous iteration of it until now? Yeah, I think so. I think there's always going to be like an evolving 
um, yeah, the, the song's forever going to evolve until you get it down in the studio and, um, yeah, really figure out what you want. But, yeah, the song's definitely changed over the past, like, past year. But, yeah, ever since they went down in the studio, um, we've just, yeah, love them. We can't wait for them to be out. It's going to be so good. Um, also, I think Ethereal, Sass, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Ethereal actually if we were going ahead with the normal schedule of the record being out in June or May, Ethereal didn't even exist then. So Ethereal yeah, kind of life after the <laughs> release date. Like we wrote it afterwards during lockdown and, and in the middle of the year and decided to record it and put it on the record because we had more time. So yeah. like there's a whole song on there that, that wasn't actually even going to be on there in the first place. Yet initially for the first plan and, and we had time to write that and and we Talk loved it, it and decided that it fit and it would go on the re- on the on the EP with the rest. So yeah. yeah. Worked out well. We have spoken to some bands where yeah, literally that situation where I guess some silver linings is that they've been able to add change little bits and pieces that have ended up working out in their favour or like almost in the same sense of a theory being like a single or something else where it's brought um, a whole different take on what originally what was going to happen. So um, yeah, it is almost, obviously it's not a great thing. We'll say it's a silver lining of COVID that we got material from that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not like the best result, but you know. Um, yeah. Ethereal is a gorgeous, gorgeous track. Thank you. Um, lovely harmonies, like the musicality of it. And to my understanding, it was written about um, – but please correct me if I'm wrong, is swimming and seeing like the marine life interact yes. with one another. Is that right? Or do I just, yeah, so, I, yeah. okay, cool. No, that was Ash. That's right. Yeah. Ash was down South in Denmark, um, my hometown and Tamika's hometown. Um, and her parents just recently moved down there with our families. Um, yeah. So Ash goes down there all the time and apparently she was snorkeling and um, she just wrote a poem in her head. So it was the whole song was actually a poem. So she just wrote it all down and it, it started from her snorkeling and looking at all the beautiful marine life and fish and just going, oh, my God, they're so beautiful and we we are just as equal to all these fish and all this coral and <laughs> everything here. So I think it's so beautiful. Bless Ash. <laughs> I, I think she, she said to us when she was first bringing it up and we kind of like made a bit of fun of of her for <laughs> but she was like you know and they were all just so different but they were all just swimming around just getting along and it made me think about humans do you guys find when um because is it all of all four of you that are primary songwriters like do you all bring different kind of songs yeah. to the band well, yeah this Ash is definitely the main Sorry, sorry, Maddie, you go. Well, I think we were pretty much going to say the same, yeah. same thing. All, all of us write, but this EP, as it's worked out, Ash sings lead on every song and has kind of been the primary songwriter on like all the tracks lyrically at least. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit, it's Ash's kind of moment to shine this it's EP. It's Ash's moment to shine. Live we have a few songs where like the, like, like Sass and Meeks will sing or where it's been a more collaborative approach, but, and, and it is collaborative, but this one, like 
a lot of it is kind of Ash's experiences and our kind of chiming in at little moments yeah. in it. Do you find that um, even with it being Ash's moment, and hopefully there are three more EPs then so everyone does get their respective <laughs> time to, to, to shine, um, yeah, when you are songwriting together, is it, um, I guess, like Ash brought in the poem and and had that, because I know that you're all quite multi-talented as well. I think, Sass, well, you thanks. previously played, I'm going to get this wrong, I have my notes, you oh, that's were okay. on drums before yeah, playing guitar? I, I was on drums, but I was very young. I played drums for about like a year, two years before I started to pick up the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, Maddie, you were previously, well, not in the band, but you played violin and now you're on drums. <laughs> As a very small child, I did learn the violin <laughs> and begged and begged my parents to just let me play the drums and probably like oh god that sounds horrible well violence one of those things where like as a kid if you're not really on top of it it can sound quite horrible for a very <laughs> yeah. long time like it's very screechy the drums kind of it's just loud all the time yeah, it's just loud <laughs> but yeah we, we all kind of pass around the instruments a little bit and and we're able to kind of ju- jump on each other's kind of thought process and, and add our thoughts in a little. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think that being able to be, um, and what is the, you're, you're a multi-instrument, multi-instrumental, I can't even say it. I had coffee before and now it's just um, gone straight, <laughs> shaking, straight shaking. to the brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, because you guys can play multiple instruments, do you find that that does help if, if you've got someone who's a little bit stuck on part of a song or wanting you're wanting to contribute that you can yeah, just... Comp- yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, we always help each other out. Like if Maddie's hearing a guitar part, like in Ethereal, for example, that breakdown where it's like, doo, 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 like the, I don't know, where the synth comes in. If you listen to my guitar, I'm just going like, doo, 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 doo. and originally that was something completely different. But um, Maddie actually wrote that and she was like, I, I can hear this in my head. Give me the guitar. And like, yeah, in the studio, right when we were um, just recording that part, Maddie just like got on and um, helped me out with that. So we just help each other out. And yeah, yeah, I feel like we can all play a bit of each other's instruments. So that's pretty good. (laughs) It makes it a bit easier to communicate definitely about like creative ideas rather than just kind of like humming along something like out of tune to kind of be able to pick up an instrument and even just kind of stumble your way through communicating your idea to to your bandmate makes it a lot easier for us. I yeah, think. it does. Yeah, of course. the um, The sound of the band is it's it is quite unique in terms of, and I can't put my finger on it. You might be able to help me with it. Oh, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like a bit of indie rock. There's the the beautiful harmonies that that seem to be on quite a lot of the tracks, Thank which you. is at first I thought is a little bit of um like First Aid Kit or Fleet Foxes. Oh, yeah. Um, First Aid Kit. Um, yeah. And then there's another one I can't I – st- I still can't work out what it is. And if I work it out, I'll get in touch with you guys later. And, yeah, no worries. But, um, Please do. <laughs> when you first started the band, what? who were the influences and what was it that you guys were wanting to kind of set out 
uh, to oh. do when you first started? We all have very different tastes in music and the artists we listened to growing up. Um, so coming together as a band, oh, it, we had just like, oh, my influences were like Red Hot Chili Peppers and Foo Fighters and more of the heavier stuff. And then like Ashes were pop and like Odette and Mikey's were Ocean Alley and all of that. And then, yeah, collaboratively, we were kind of like, let's have the vibe of Odette and Ocean Alley mixed together. I think that was what we were going for. But, yeah, all of our different music tastes kind of just, like, collided into one and now we're here. And we don't even know what genre, but I love it that way. I think it's kind of like... We like I answered this question for another interview, like just typed it up today and it took me like a good half an hour to kind of (laughs) So I was like messaging the group chat, like guys, help me out here. Like I don't know how to explain this. But um I think we all have really different musical backgrounds, but we kind of come together and we agree on on the important stuff. And I think when we enter into that kind of conversation with a an open mind and a collaborative mindset, like all of those influence influences somehow seamlessly yeah. kind of go together into our sound. And I think that's kind of why people can't pinpoint who we sound like sometimes because it's just such a like we're so lucky that we can draw on such a broad span of musical influence between the four of us. Like that was great, Maddie. Good job. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I basically wrote it down before, so I had a little bit. Of- <laughs> I was gonna say that's like a quality sound bite. That could be used as like a little teaser for the episode. Yeah, that that was could. <laughs> I'm kind of free. <laughs> um with that in mind and what you just said, like the fact that it is difficult to to pinpoint down your exact sound and um, Sass referring to the to the bands that you mentioned, like previously having Odette and Ocean Alley as um, like, I guess, inspirations or bands that you wanted to kind of use as a jumping off point. And now yeah. previously, I think in the last month or two, having played with Odette and you guys are on the Ocean Alley tour, have you found that that does help being able to kind of live in a bunch of different worlds with different genres or bands. Yeah, it's pretty hard to even think that when we were just starting off and we were like, let's like mix together Odette and Ocean Alley and now we're playing with Odette on Friday Um, (laughs) and, um, yeah, going on tour with Ocean Alley. It's it's pretty nuts. I still can't believe it. (laughs) Yeah. It's very exciting. It's it's, I, I really like that we don't get kind of, pigeonholed and like cornered into only being able to support a small kind of amount of artists yeah. in the similar genre. Like it's real. we're really stoked that we can on one hand play a show with Odette like Friday, like today we're playing with Odette and then um, like the next week kind of be off playing a rock show with Psychedelic Porn Crumpets and Ocean Alley. Like I love that we can kind of, genre bend and just like support whoever we want because we're incorporating so much into our live sound. Yeah. hundred percent. It It is very cool. Um, I know that you guys have, I think recently wrapped up or you might still have one or two more dates with, um, the, the lovely gentleman, Tyne James Organ, um, yes, who was do. on the podcast previously. How were those shows? What was it like being back out on the road? Oh, it was just a, such a relief, to be honest. It's been, I think it was like a year and a half since we had been travelling over east and, 
yeah, just the feeling of getting on a plane with your best friends and going to play music and do something you love and just I think just meeting new people is the honestly the most joy I get out of it. Tyne is such a beautiful person and his um yeah his bandmates are incredible too and just the networking and all of that is just something that yeah we'll cherish forever. We're so lucky to be doing it. Tyne's a Tyne's a legend. His band yeah. and his crew is so lovely and and even just getting out, like getting off stage and going out and talking to punters that haven't been able to see us play live in a year or two is so nice. Like usually it's only a few months between us kind of being over in Sydney and Melbourne and playing shows, but it's been a really long time and it's kind of cool that these people haven't seen any of us for ages yeah. and we get to practice twice a week and like smash it and spend heaps of time in the studio and go back and just have like gotten so much better for them. It's really exciting. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Did you guys find that, um, the crowds had. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, although like there were support slots, did you find that even your fans or your crowd had kind of grown since the last time you were able to come around just because people have been able to kind of sit and live with your music while you've been not able to travel? Yeah, we've had, a, we've had a few more people um, singing our lyrics, we, I noticed, when I was on stage. Um, so, yeah, that was really, really exciting, just seeing people singing Fall and Ethereal now that that's out, and Dust, and dust as well. Yeah, that was cool. That's cool. I, it, it feels like a bit of an uphill battle sometimes, not playing live shows and just releasing, like, studio versions and you can't, you can't really get what people think of those songs like straight from the horse's mouth you have to just yeah. assume based on your streaming numbers and stuff but um actually playing the shows and hearing people say that they love the song it's like oh finally it's been out for so long like I'm glad you like it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good it's a little bit delayed but it's good feedback for you guys which is which is awesome yeah it's um, it's nice to have that good feedback kind of going into yeah, release of the EP because it's taken so long to get out. And, you know, you rec- I think we recorded Dust in like, was it November 2019 or February 2020, Sass? Oh, I think it was we recorded – what did we record February. first? Yeah, February with um, Sake of Sound and Dust we recorded as – Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
like it's it's been well over a year since we recorded those songs so to get, so to get the good feedback it's like oh good the last year hasn't been a total waste of time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i imagine that's probably a very good feeling that would have been um yeah well, we're not even going to talk about that other outcome the ep uh you guys are putting out on your own label on your own imprint um which is lapis lazuli is that correct? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Firstly, did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah, you did. You did. I think so, yeah. A few people pronounced it differently. That's how I say it. <laughs> um, when I was having a quick look for it, I also did discover that it is a blue metam- metamorphic rock or stone. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to have certain properties, you know, like – I think it it's supposed to kind of signify strength and power and luck. luck. Yeah. And, and apparently, right. yeah, it did feel right. And I think how we came up with it was um, there's this story on if someone gives you like a lapis lazuli rock, it's meant to be for you and you're meant to have good luck and good fortune. And someone had given me <clears throat> a stone with lapis lazuli and I didn't even realise. And then, yeah, it was later that week when we were discussing what um, – what names we should have and then Maddie was like maybe let's just call it that and at the time it sounded cool I like it (laughs) we'd been discussing it for a few weeks and like we hadn't all agreed on something and I said it and everyone was just like yeah Yeah. (laughs) sounds crazy let's do it (laughs) it does kind of like the um all the images that are brought up it did kind of almost tie in or fit in with like the ethereal artwork like that drawn picture of the um yeah yeah the, what I wanted to ask was, do you guys find it interesting having your own, like, label or imprint? Like, do you guys find that uh, other side of the industry as interesting as playing or, like, is it, yeah? Um, yeah, I'm certainly interested in that. For us so far, it hasn't really changed for us. Like, it's kind of still a similar process and where working with a label called The Orchard and they're kind of handling our distribution at the moment. Um, but it's cool to release under our own name. Like, I, I like it and I hope in the future we can we can do Continue, more of that, yeah. get a bit more hands-on with the label side of it. Like, I'm always watching Flightless Records, like King Giz, like doing their yeah. label stuff at that. And, like, that's really inspiring to me. And I think once we've got a few few more tracks out and kind of got a handle on the rest of it, it would be really cool to get involved with like being a bit more hands-on on the business side of that stuff. Yeah. I think it'd be super handy for all of our us bandmates to, um, to know what the, yeah, that side of things, because I, I don't really know that much, but when, hopefully when we get bigger, I can, yeah, do some research and find out and yeah. Do you think it is, um, obviously I think there's always like pros and cons with, being signed to like a major or even like a bigger, bigger indie or like having, do you think it's better to have that self of like your own control over and a range of different things? If you do have your own label, is that more preferred for you guys? Um, I think so. At the moment. Yes. I think like there's so much fine print, like in deals, like whether it's with Universal or Sony or The Orchard or another like indie label, like it, it really depends on the specifics of, of what you're going in with. And for us right now, I think 
the priority is the music and getting out and, and playing shows. And if we can kind of keep as much like co- like creative control and and business and control on our side for as long as we can, then that's cool. And like after this record or depending how everything goes, like we'd be more open to switching stuff up. But I think there's pros and cons to both. Like you just have to make the decision at the time for us at the moment. We don't want to do it completely on our own, but we don't want to completely give it up either. So yeah. Yeah. Which I think is yeah, it's a good thing in, in 2021, I think, to be able to have control over a lot of your own um, yeah. elements instead of, as you said, just kind of handing it all over and people doing with it what they will. Yeah, it'd be yeah. pretty scary, I'd, imag- I'd imagine, to not have control over what you're doing, especially when you put so much hard work into it and it's your career. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, we're very... No, you Sorry. go, you go I was gonna say um we're all very like equal parts of like the like business side of it and like we all want to get involved and we like SAS designs heaps of the merch and we keep everything really like organized between us and our manager Murray and and do stuff like locally in Perth a fair bit. So I think I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, it's, it's nice to have that stuff in my hands because yeah, we, we like doing it ourselves at the moment. Like when we're too busy and we're snowed under, then we'll get someone else to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Go there in the end, Matt. <laughs> I think that's very fair. I can understand that. Um, Sass and Maddie, would you be happy to talk about the playlist that you guys sent through? Yeah, sure. of course. from both of you so we've got five songs each Sass I wanted to start with you if possible um, Talking Heads This Must Be The Place yes one of my favourite all time songs (laughs) what does this song mean to you oh if you listen to the lyrics it's just all about love and I love love (laughs) I think Talking Heads are an epic band and um, I recently have just been binge watching them playing live and just their live show is just incredible. And yeah, I just love it so much. And their music always gets me, always gets me. So yeah, I do love that song. Did you come across Talking Heads (laughs) from uh, like a latest, uh, in a later stage of your life or was it more like a parents record collection kind of thing? Um. It was more parents' parents' record. My dad and mum have a great taste in music, I, I think. Um, they were just, yeah, it varied from rock to pop to, yeah, just um, jazz and all of that. So I think, yeah, it was definitely for mum and dad. And I'm so thankful that they um, introduced me to Talking Heads and some of the great artists because you talk to some people now and they have no idea, some incredible artists, and you're just like, what? How do you not know? So, Yeah. <laughs> There are some bands that I feel like just go under people's radar and then, but it is always nice when you can show them and introduce someone to like pass yeah. it along like a little gem or something. Maddie, one song I wanted to talk uh, to yourself about from your uh, picks. I'm not sure if you can see it and I'll try and put it in the visuals, but there's the um, Punisher vinyl up there. 
I, I was wondering if that was it. I could just see a bit of like <laughs> blue and red and I was like, I feel like it's that, but yeah. It 100% is. Any chance to talk about um, Phoebe Bridges? Uh, you put I know Oh, the my end. God, Phoebe Bridges. <laughs> um, you put <laughs> I Know The End on your playlist. What does this song uh, mean to you or what attachment does it have to you? Um, th- I feel like... In the, I feel like Punisher is a great album as a whole kind of piece of art, but I, I thought I know the end was a bit of a slow burner, but I just remember one night like driving in the car with the windows down and it starts so tame and so controlled and like just the arrangement of it is crazy. Like you're wondering how she can make it heavier and take it further and further at the end of the song. And you can just see how much time and thought she's put into that track um, in terms of being true to herself and what she wanted it to be. And, and in terms of lyrically like Mm. saying exactly what she felt and instrumentally, I think it's just, a beautiful piece of art and I, I just remember driving in the car and just going, oh, my God, like, <laughs> at the end of that song and it, it's just really stuck with me and I had that moment to share with a few friends that had never heard it, like give them that little Easter egg of listening to that track and watching them hear They're it for being the first blown time. away. <laughs> yeah, just watching them go, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's just like never gets old, you know. <laughs> It's a very good feeling when it pays off. I've had that happen with um, one or two friends where I've played it and it's been that, that same incident, uh, like same kind yeah. of uh, thing. And then I played it uh, for my dad who went to a Phoebe Bridges concert and loved it and played him that song and just didn't understand what had happened as if like, you know, when he's at, at the end and like they're yelling and it's like the really big yeah. uh, orchestral part, he thought that we'd change yeah. records or that something could happen. So I think it's... right. It is, a bit, it is a bit wild. I, I love the, like, big group kind of harmonies thing at the end. Like, and I've seen, like, a video, I think Phoebe put it on Instagram, of all of all of the people standing in the studio around the mics, like, just stacking those harmonies and doing that big kind of group harmony chorus thing at the end. And that, that definitely gave it some context for me. And it takes a few listens, I think, to yeah, understand definitely takes a few exactly what's going on and how it makes sense to get to the end of the song and know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Did you see, very quickly, did you see that video? I think it was the same possible video where they're doing the screaming and they're trying to teach... I think it's herself. Yeah, I have seen that. Thing. I have Incredible. seen that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A friend told me the other day, um, because obviously Phoebe did the um Better Oblivion like record with the guy from Bright Eyes and she like called him up or asked him like how do I scream and he was like, What do, what do you mean? Just scream and she did and like like just you know, that even was if it. it's not not your genre or what you normally do. Like if you just commit to it and you really want to do it, you can scream on your go for it. Like, 100%. 100%. It's still not a bad excuse to call up someone from Bright Eyes just to ask them that. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to scream on my record. <laughs> the, the last track I wanted to talk about, Sass, it was a pick of yours, but um, the question is open to both of you. Uh, the yep. track is Weightless by Spacey Jane. And obviously another Perth band, um, as I mentioned just before we started recording, this episode is um, 
prepared, like we do two episodes a week. Uh, the other guest this week is Sly Withers, um, also yeah. a Perth band. Why, what is going on in Perth? Why do you guys produce such high quality acts? <laughs> oh my God, that's so nice. Thank you. I feel like there's just so many talented people in Perth and, um, yeah, from Spacey Jane, from Sly Withers, everyone is just like the community we have as like um, Perth artists is incredible. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think everyone's just super talented, super talented. I think but Spacey Jane. Oh, sorry, you go, Mads. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I think the difference between Perth and some other major cities is that there's really good supportive music scene here. Like yeah, we all really love to see each other grow and, and succeed. And I think that is part of it. Like, and being so isolated, you just have to give it a red hot crack for it to cut through into the, into triple J and like, especially like internationally. So I think it just pushes everyone to, write great songs <laughs> yeah i never thought of that man but it could be very true <laughs> maddie i feel that you're like full of really good quotes or like quotable Jeez. quotes today it's yeah can you just remember all of these mads for our next interview <laughs> yeah this is about write them down. This is about all i have to say so i'll probably just be repeating it every interview <laughs> for the whole ep so <laughs> <laughs> no, like, i'll try to give a <laughs> <laughs> I'll send the podcast through in like little bite-sized bits so you can just play them every time you have an interview if you need, just as like a little yes. like sound bite for Yeah. Oh yeah. sorry. Can you, can... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um Sass and Maddie, thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate it. Um and congratulations again on the EP which is out today. Oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much, Simon. Lovely chatting to you. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Sass and Maddie for their time. Sake of Sound is out now, and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the vinyl from their Bandcamp or stream the EP. We also want to give a huge shout out to Katie at Positive Feedback for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of Dulcie's picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.